panic disorder, rage, severe depression On top of all that, I'm stressing uh -huh. Took a blind date to my therapy session And then tried to kill her Her first impression was I'm groovy I gotta be, I need a lumbotomy yes. But when I press play, trouble leaves up out of me Fuck the real world and my fat ass stuck in Cause in my music, hotties are fucking Woo. expression Getting out all I wrote Depression, ripping out all your throat And if my hearing was ever to go Mass murder would be inevitable I'm a Welcome to another episode of Maniacal Music Musings. I am your host as always, Jeremy. You know me. I'm so fresh. As I said at the top of the world, I breathe anarchy and I'm a fire stirrer with my cocaine cowboys. Here at MMM, the world loves us and is our bitch. Well, not in real life, but in our eternity myths, it's true. My co-host, though... Mm. He loves his Mary Jane and his Tommy gun. You could find him marching in the Paradise Parade trying not to smack my bitch up. He's a diesel powered, <laughs> -powered serial thriller, and he'll tell you Alan is a cowboy killer who chases him on the Day of the Dead Ringers. Motherfucking Chauncey Grife. Hi. <laughs> 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 yes, and we are back once again to debate these albums three. But first things first, I shall introduce our guest. He was recommended to us by people that on this podcast, everybody should know who they are by now because they've been on multiple episodes. He was he was introduced to us by the Yeah Aha uh -huh podcast crew, and they had him on. They've had him, they've had him on for a bunch of episodes, and they said he's a cool guy. You should have him on. I'm like. Sure, I don't say no. I mean, well, not, not for podcasting at least, but our guest is Mike Hilbig, hey. author, musician, and just all-around cool guy. So we're going to get to know him a little more by, of course, talking about his album, because we always do our guest album first, because we're considerate kind people when we want to be. So, Mike, what album did you bring, and why did you want to bring it? Um, yeah, I brought an album by a, a, a sort of uh, alternative sort of punk or post-punk band from Wales, however you'd uh, define that, uh, uh, and, and their, their name McCluskey. Um, the album's called McCluskey Do Dallas. Uh, sort of early 2000s so i got introduced to them by a, a friend of mine went to south by southwest in austin texas I'm, I'm from houston so it's you know just a couple hours north of us and uh and saw this band called future the left uh and really liked them and introduced me to them and i've, I've been a big fan of their records and mccluskey is actually uh, the singer from from future the left uh, andy falcus is, is his sort of uh first first or maybe not his first band but his first sort of project that was well recognized and and uh, and yeah, I just I just really like the record. I think it has a lot of like uh, sardonic wit and sort of you know kind of a little bit of commentary on consumerism and interesting lyrics and the music's pretty loud and raucous. And uh, I played I, you know I've played in punk bands a, lo a lot of my life, so that's sort of in my wheelhouse of stuff. So yeah, that's why, that's why I brought it in. Yeah. All right. Well, Sir Chance a lot. Why don't you give your review first? Dude, I fucking loved it. It was, I, dude. I, it was, I, I, dude. Like from word go, I was like, "All right, dude. This this guy's gonna be all right. I think this guy's gonna be pretty fuck cool." And I was not disappointed. I, <clears throat> yep. I even got an honorable mention and shit. It's fucking. I mean, honestly, just straight out the gate, it's got. It's got full. It's got full speed ahead. It's got a slow your roll. It's got a little bit of everything. It's pretty fucking well balanced. And uh, for never having heard of the band before, which I was surprised that I hadn't heard of the band before, but definitely, definitely stays on the list for sure. 
Okay, I, I was actually going to ask you if you've heard the band or not, Chancy, because you are. No, I hadn't. You're usually my well of he, he who knows every band. So, I mean, to some degree, at least. That's why I said I was shocked that I hadn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Michael. What were you saying? No, 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 no. I was going to say, I think they're I think they're one of those groups that's kind of like a, a critic's darling, but like never really, you know, never really broke huge or anything like that. So, like, a lot of people really their their albums are well reviewed but they you know never really broke had mainstream success or anything like that so um but yeah i, I love this record so <laughs> well actually that's that's the funny thing because i mean a lot of the bands i bring on here are chancy yeah, she hasn't heard of either because they're just they're not big in the u.s they're big overseas in europe which yeah i i mean i personally i think european music is better than american music nowadays i mean maybe it wasn't that way in the 70s 80s but i think nowadays since since the late 90s it's just been that way but personal opinion but as far as mccluskey goes i actually i enjoyed it as well i i never heard of this band i mean no, no surprise there to me but i never heard of this band and i mean as soon as i turned it on i'm like i was telling mike off camera before he came on chancy i'm like what the hell am I gonna match this with? Like, I have nothing that's like this punk, like <laughs> drop, drop, dropkick Murphys, maybe. But I'm like, I don't know. But actually, oh shit, I should have thought of that. But I mean, I, just, I, I, I knew, I knew from, I knew from the first note of the first song what I was gonna play. Like, I was like, oh, you want to fuck around with the, you want to fuck around with this? All right, well, let's see what you think about that. So I put my fucking shit up, but sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. I mean, but I enjoy this CD immensely. It is, it is definitely not the worst out of three I listened to today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But chances like you motherfucker. But <laughs> I, I did enjoy this. I mean, we CD. all we all know it's yours. We both know it's yours anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mike, I Mike and I. Mike and I fully understand that yours is the worst album of the day today, so. Yeah. We might, we might <laughs> yeah I, would, I would maybe say that, but, but I, you know, I was like, I, 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 you know, uh, I didn't, I didn't hate, I thought the Nine Pistols record had, had some catchy tunes on it, but I definitely like the other two better personally. Yeah. Mm. Well, mm. I mean, I just, at least, <laughs> at, at, at least my music had words, Chancy, but. <laughs> But I, I, I mean, your CD I did enjoy immensely. I, the, some of the song titles had me freaking like giggling like a schoolgirl too, because it was just funny. But so I mean, I enjoyed the shit out of the CD, and I got I got an album mention out of it as well. So fuck yeah, that's yeah. all good to me. So I don't I don't know if y'all heard of um of Steve Albini before, but he actually is the one that produced this record. He produced uh, Nirvana's In Utero. Uh, he was in a band called Big Black. Uh, I think I want to say late 70s early 80s but they had a pretty fun record called songs about fucking uh and yeah he's just like you know <laughs> producing really loud noisy uh interesting stuff and and yeah and he's pretty big time music producers interesting he worked with them on this record and uh, most people have never heard of it before <laughs> so yeah right all right well since we give our reviews, that means that we get to start top fives. And Mike, as the guest, yeah, since it's your album, you go first. Yeah, so sh should I go like five to one, I guess? Or is that how I start with we honorable mentions? We usually, go, we usually start with honorable mentions and go backwards from five to one. Yeah, so, I mean, this is this is one of those records that I really like. just love start to finish. And I kept uh, changing the order. So I actually have quite a few honorable mentions uh uh, and so I'll start with that. So Collagen Rock uh, is like this, this song has a pretty funny chorus. Like you got a mouth, got yeah. a wonderful mouth. Uh, that was, that was an honorable mention yeah. uh, to hell with, with good intentions where he talks about taking more, more drugs than a touring funk band. Um, Do you think to survive? I think is a really interesting, cool, fast song. And it's you know, just sort of uh, about, you know, living in a culture that doesn't really encourage <laughs> Critical thinking, right? Um, um, and what we've learned is, is a song where he talks talks about sort of giving up everything to be on television. So it's sort of, sort of a commentary on selling out, I think. And uh, those are those are my honorable mentions for this album. So um, if I had to, so so starting with you know five through one, I've got Day of the Dead Ringers. 
Um, he said, if I had to choose a woman, then I'd choose, I think I'd choose religion. Uh, it's just like everything, if, you, if I have to do something, then I'm going to do the opposite uh, sort of lyrical structure there. Um, Gareth Brown says, uh, which is sort of like this song that starts with this funny trash talking part. He says, all of, all of your friends are cunts. Your mother is a ballpoint pen thief or something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. like uh, um, Number three, which I actually think is the best title on the album, is Lightsaber Cocksucking Blues. Yes. And that has like, a, uh, it has this like really frantic, uh, neurotic uh, part where he's just asking, Are you coming? Are you coming? Are you coming? And the drums are just going really noisy and loud. And it's, a, it's the first track on the album. It starts off with a bang. Um, Alan is a Cowboy Killer is number two. Um, nice yeah I, I really like that song it's a pretty it's a pretty laid-back song it's just got this kind of drum beat kicking in the background and holding the notes and uh and the lyrics are, are pretty pretty good on that song um and then the last one is actually the last track on the album who you know is my number one uh, which has this killer like surf uh sort of guitar sound in it and uh and and, and it also you know has the the choruses you know your heart's gone the color of coca-cola your heart's gone the color of a dustbin. And again, just like the whole album to me feels, you know, it's a, it's a, the lyrics are a lot of wordplay, a lot of puns, a lot of kind of in your face stuff. Um, but I think mostly it's sort of a commentary on consumerist culture and like what that does to art. And, uh, and, I, and I think that that song sort of caps it off nicely. So that's, that's my uh, top five. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, I heard a lot of ones that are on my list on there as well. Well, I mean, hard not Same. to almost the whole. Oh, hard not to almost when the whole album's on there. But I do that all the time. So it's Chancy, so we can't complain. But mm-hmm. Chancy, what were your top five? Uh, my honorable mention was actually uh, "Who Do You Know." I quite enjoyed that song, and I had to put it on the list somewhere. So I had, I mean, it had to go on. Yeah. Uh, number five is uh, Chases. I like that one for some reason. I don't know what drew me to that one. Mm-hmm. Alan is a cowboy killer was solid for me. I fucking dug the shit out of that one. Uh, number three was To Hell with Good Intentions. And uh, number two is uh, Lightsaber Cocksucking Blues because fucking of course it's going to be on the top five. <laughs> and then... I wrote down number. I wrote my number one down before I ever even heard the song because I was like, "Dude, if there's a, this like it's fuck it's fuck this band." Like I was, I was like, I was like, "Nah, sold, sold to the man with gray in his hair." Fucking fuck this band is going up number one. I haven't even heard it yet, but that's gonna be my favorite song on the whole last CD. Yeah, I, it's a I good love song. That. I love that song too. It's just, it just, uh, you know, I couldn't put every single song on the album as an honorable mention, but there's not really. A, oh yeah. I don't think there's any throwaway tracks on this album, in my personal opinion. But yeah. Well, I mean, I might have heard one or two, but I mean, I wouldn't throw away any of this album if I was just. As I was telling my girl earlier too, like if when I was younger, if I was if I was in my early twenties and having a night of drinking and just making mistakes, this would have been one of the albums I definitely could have had playing in the background. Like I would, I would totally play this album on a road trip. See, I wouldn't because I got kids in the car and. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, you know. yeah. It does. It does have I some mean, uh, pretty out. Oh, actually, lyrics. I mean, I mean, I am going to Maine next week, so I got a four-hour drive ahead of me there and too. See, but, see, but I, motherfucker, I have like eight hundred podcasts to catch up on because I don't listen to podcasts anymore because I never in my car that long. <laughs> so but yeah, yeah so. I'm busy. It, <laughs> and Alan is a cowboy killer when he's wipe, wipe up his mess, pay your fluffers by the hour. You know, he's got some pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty like k- kids might have a question or two about some of that. <laughs> some of that record. Um, <laughs> that's um, that's a mean, great song. Yeah. I mean, my, <laughs> my, my kids listen to Insane Clown Posse. So, yeah. That's yeah. All I'm saying. <laughs> but so, as far as my top five go, I had one honorable mention, and that was Day of the Dead Ringers, because I thought that was a good end to the CD. Like, and yeah, it's, I just like this song. My number five is Chases, because that song is fucking hilarious. Don't go fucking the barn. The barn is on fire. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> right. it's just like, are you, 
I'm like, are you writing about events that are happening currently, or what's going on here? But my number four, of course, was as Mike already mentioned, College and Rock, because I literally I was playing video games this afternoon, working slash playing video games, and I was listening to the CDs while I was playing video games. And I'm playing some Saints Row, and I was like the remake or the redo, I guess. And as soon as that song came on, I like replayed it. And I'm like, hey, sweetie, they wrote to my wife. I'm like, they wrote a song about you. You got a wonderful mouth. Like, <laughs> like I fucking, that shit made me laugh so hard. But <laughs> number three is Alan is a cowboy killer. Cause I love such an ugly child. Yeah. I was like, they wrote a song about Chancy, but. No, I'm just kidding, Chancy. I'm sure you were a great-looking child. I don't know. I don't know either. I never seen pictures of you when you were young, and I don't need to. But I was, I was a fat baby. I was a real fat yeah. baby. You're, you're such a, you're such an ugly child. You're such an awkward child. I really like that song. That you know, yeah. that's that one's might be my number one. I, know, I like both those two. I like, I like a lot of stuff. I switched, I switched my list around a bunch of times. I was like, well, I like this one. Actually, I like this one. So, yeah. And I mean, number, my number two was, of course, The World Loves Us is, is Our Bitch. Because I love the name of that fucking song. And that's like my, that's like my mind state 24-7 is, The World Loves Me and Is My Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just my mind state, like, constantly. Like, fucking... And of course, number one, there was no other fucking option for number one. As soon as I saw it and played it, I was like, yep. And of course, it's lightsaber cocksucking blues because I'm like, they they said lightsabers. Oh my God, take my money. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean. The the freaking Star Wars nerd of me right there. Yeah, it's it's such a, like, it's like a. You hear the name of that track, and it's it's like, and it's it's number one on the album. So it's like you know, it's just instant curiosity. It's like, what what is this about? Uh, and that song is also. I don't know if you saw. There's like a music video for that song. It's got these like cats playing drums, and like it's like pretty funny because it's like they're just going all nuts and shit. <laughs> so yeah, it's just funny. Yeah, I I actually might have to check it out later, but yeah. But I will, say, I will say that it definitely was a good CD overall, and I enjoyed it. And the song titles had me dying, and that's a big thing for me is song titles, like it always has been. Like that's why I love when Chancy brought on uh, Dog Fashion Disco and Cadaver, Polka Dot Cadaver. Yeah, because, like their song titles are just classic, and like their songs are amazing too. <laughs> so. Speaking of repping the DF right here, DFD. Yeah. So, I mean, the song titles are a big thing to me always, and I appreciate them. Yeah. But that wrapping that up, and I, I might have to check them out in the future. I mean, I actually, I got to go back to that CD and heart some of them to go back on my, uh, I got to heart some of them so I could have them on my list when I do, when I get my daily mixes and whatnot, because that's what I listen to a lot now when I drive and like, my daily lists are a lot of dog fashion disco and uh, polka dot cadaver. <laughs> Since I met Chancy and did the show, that's for damn sure. But all right, Chancy, I believe we can talk about your CD now. Oh, nice. Say best for last, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, so I mean, I guess you must be editing this around to where mine goes after yours. <laughs> No, <laughs> God fucking no. I mean, dude, this CD, this CD almost has me looking forward to the Taylor Swift uh, bracket we're doing this weekend. So yeah, I chose the Prodigy, the Fat of the Land, the glorious release back in 1997, and in 1998, fucking took America by storm.
I was like maybe 13 at the yeah, I was like 13 during the 98 VMAs when they fucking won their VMA for uh Breathe. And I think they even did a performance too. I'm not 100% on that. I, I believe if I'm not mistaken. But it's got so many fucking bangers on that motherfucker, dude. Like dude, when they released the video to smack my bitch up on v- MTV2 un- unrated I fucking stayed up late as fuck. I was like, oh, I'm staying up late. I don't give a fuck if my parents catch me or not. And the fucking, everybody freaked out. And then when they found out they were looking through the eyes of a, of a woman, they fucking freaked out even more. I was like, oh, that's fucking epic. The fucking epic, epic, fucking epic, epic. It's all a bunch of bangers. Bangers, mate. Bangers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that that's the end of my rant. Bangers. All right, All right Rocco. Well, <laughs> Mike, as our guest, you get to give your review next. Yeah, to the uh, CD. yeah. I uh, so I was in high school when this came out. I was actually talking to Jeremy right before you hopped on Chancy, and and uh, and at the time, I was like, you know, I was like all punk rock all the time, and like sort of, you know wrote off a lot of uh, electronic music. I've, my tastes have grown since I've gotten older. I listen to a lot of like hip hop stuff now and stuff, but uh but at the time I was like pretty pretty one track mind. And so I didn't like hate this album. I just never really gave it It wasn't on your radar. Yeah, it wasn't on my radar. I never gave it a chance. I mean, of course saw I remember the Smack My Bitch Up music video cuz that was Fuck it. that so was pretty awesome. crazy. Yeah, uh um but like it just like wasn't really on my radar. And I, and I listened to this record. I actually really liked this record a lot and it's um and it was interesting to me because I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a writer by trade and, uh, and I'm drawn to music a lot through lyrics. And, and this, this album doesn't really have a lot of lyrics. Uh, you know, most of it's just sort of loops and choruses and stuff. And, uh, and but, but I really, I, I thought it was, I thought, I think it's like good, like just nighttime sort of driving music, put it on and, and, you know, sort of like, you know, just kind of get lost in some of that. And then I was really, uh, well, you know, I'll get to this in my top five eventually, but like, they have a track with Dr. Octagon, who's Cool Keith and uh, and Dan the Automator, and I I love that record. That that's like a concept rap album. Uh, cool Keith is really weird and interesting, and and I didn't I never heard the whole record. I'd only heard you know Firestarter and Breathe and Smack My Bitch Up from the music videos back in the day. So uh, so yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised to like this as much as I did. Yeah, I was, I was into it. Yeah. Well. That brings it to my review of this uh, album of chances. And <laughs> in nineteen ninety eight, I would have been ten years old, and I basically still watched Nickelodeon. I don't think I started watching MTV till like a year later. So, I mean, I had strict parents who would I wasn't allowed to watch South Park for the longest time, and I like had to like have it on uh, my TV, my room at night, and like have like Nickelodeon on like the go back previous button so that if my parents were walking down the hallway I could switch it back real fast I also worked with HBO a couple years later I'll just say that but talking about some real sex but this CD so yeah I knew two of the tracks off the CD right away just from movies they've been in like I'm pretty sure uh, one of them I'm pretty sure uh, Smack My Bitch Up was in James Hall Ball Strike Back but possibly if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken like not even the lyrics, just like the music from it. But and I'm pretty sure I've heard "Breathe" in some movies too. I'm damn sure of that because I never saw any of these music videos. I know I haven't. And but like I know I've seen the I've heard these in movies, so that's why I was like I was I'm like, but as I'm listening to, it, I'm like, am I listening to a fucking soundtrack CD? Like, is that all it is? Is like soundtracks are trying to sell? But nope. That's what it seemed like. I mean, I I I enjoyed the CD as much as I could. I'm not saying that's a lot, but I enjoyed it as much as I could. And <laughs> I, 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 I did, and there were long ass fucking songs. And I kept trying to check it, like, is this one over yet? Oh, five more minutes. What the fuck? But yeah, I mean, it's just, it wasn't bad. It, you've brought worse. I will say that. You've brought worse. But just, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, at least when I bring you a soundtrack, it's a good soundtrack. This isn't a soundtrack. It should be. <laughs> It fucking should be, but actually, all right, Chancy. 
pretty well. Hard like I, I looked up the album. It's pretty well like uh, respected in music critic circles. Like it's made a whole bunch of like top hundred, top thousand records of all time. Like it's it's uh, and it introduced I think a lot of people to like you know I think the the rave scene was pretty. I, I never really got into the rave scene, but it was pretty big at that time period. And and I think yeah. Uh, it introduced a lot of people who wouldn't have wandered into that territory to that scene. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for well, sure. I mean, I mean, Chancey was on dance team in, back in the rave scene, and he used to just go with his uh, dance partners, the cocaine cocaine cowboys, to all these clubs and rave <laughs> the fuck out. But... Uh, let's see, I had uh, two honorable mentions for my uh, top five. Uh, one of them is Fuel My Fire, and the other one is Funky Shit. <clears throat> Number five for me is Serial Thriller. Fucking love it. Uh, number four is Diesel Power. Uh, number three is Breathe. Uh, no, number two is Smack My Bitch Up. Mm. And... My favorite, like for the longest time, my favorite Prodigy song has always been Firestarter. It was like the first song of theirs I ever heard. And actually, that's not true. Voodoo People is the first song of theirs I heard because of the movie Hackers. But uh, yeah, Firestarter was always, it just like, it it always resonated with me. And uh, yeah, that's my top five. The whole fucking album is pretty kick-ass, but if I had to narrow it down, I'd go with the those seven as the as my go-to seven. Mike, as a guest, you go next. What's your top five in the honorable mentions? Yeah, so so my honorable mention is is smack my bitch up. Um, I think it's one. I think it's a, I think it's a good song. I think it's uh, to me it didn't make the top five because I think it's like. The, the music video sign helps it be more compelling and, and some of these other ones I hadn't like you know heard or, or, or seen before so maybe that's part part of it too so number five for me is minefields um, it has this like cool open up your head and feel the shell shock sort of line in it that, that, I, that I dug uh, that sort of repeated uh, number four is is climatize um, number three I that's had a good one. yeah number number three I had serial thriller I really enjoyed that one a lot um, it's got a pretty cool baseline sort of part going on to it um breathe is number two i think that that song has like this like weird like it almost sounds like a knife sharpener it's got this like high-pitched right thing scraping sound kind of going on in the background and uh, and number one for me is diesel power just because like it had uh, dr octagon diesel power cool keith on it it has like um if you never heard that and you like like weird rap music like uh Dr. Octagon is yeah. one of my favorite albums ever. Uh, it's it's a really cool album. Uh, also, Dan the Automator, the DJ on that, also does uh, Deltron 3030 and the Gorillas. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's got some cool music. But yeah, so uh, hearing Dr. Octagon and like having never even heard that or knowing that was on the album or that he did anything with Prodigy before uh, was just a nice surprise. I was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, holy shit, that's cool, Keith. You know, like, so uh, yeah, that was that, that's my top five. So yeah. For sure. Well, I have no honorable mention for the CD because, yeah, I don't. You have but, no honor. That's why. You offend me, good sir. But Oh, and also, I think that the, the high-pitched sounds are samples from, like, kung fu movies with the swords where they... Okay, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I was like, what is just, that? I'm, I'm, assume, I'm just assuming, but, I mean, yeah. it's a good speculation. No, yeah, I think that makes sense. But yeah, that in Breathe, that was like really cool. I just like the way that sounded like uh, it was a cool addition to that track. Yeah. So, yeah. My number five for Chansey CD, if it still can be called that, was Firestarter, which I kind of picked it because I had to pick a number five and I didn't have one or number four originally. <laughs> so I. I just like thought about it. I'm like, which ones I like enough to put on here? And I was like, all right, this one. And then number four was Serial Thriller. Because I, I did like those two to some degree. My top three, though, I was able to pick them out pretty easy. Because number three is Breathe. We matched Chansey. And 
I mean, Breathe, I've heard in movies before. I know I have. I just can't think of which ones, but I know I've heard it in movies before. But number two is Diesel Power, because it seems to me like the only actual song on this fucking CD, because it actually <laughs> it actually has words more than like four or five words throughout the whole song. So, And then number one, of course, was Smack My Bitch Up, because who doesn't like a song called Smack My Bitch Up? I mean... It's like they were going back to those old Esham days in the eighties, but, but yeah, and that song, I, I I'm pretty sure "Smack My Bitch Up" was in uh, Jay and Song Bob Strike Back when they're doing the Diamond Heist. I think, uh, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. I could. It could be a completely different song, but I just for some reason that I was thinking about that, and, and honestly, "Smack My Bitch Up" was a good background song while playing Saints Row, but. <laughs> Well, now that we, well, now that we got through the two good albums, uh, why don't we just go ahead and tell everybody where we can find everybody? Motherfucker, I will find you first. <laughs> <laughs> don't think I won't, Jesse. Don't think I won't. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm sure I could find one, but all right. Well, as Chanty just said, now we're going to move on to the best album of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, of course, mine. No, I'd have to say that fucking Mike's is the best album of the night. Uh, it's, it's, I'll, I'll say it's, I'll say it's a tie. I'll say it's a tie. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a tie. It, it's a tie. It, it's a fucking tie. But the album I brought to the table tonight was like diamonds and the Purple Gang's Nine Pistolas, which Mary Jane, sweet Mary Jane. The first time I seen her, she was standing. Out front of the wash and fold She had a backpack hanging She nodded like I got that grow I'm like, oh? I drove by twice, double checking Finally pulled up and said what a drought Man, this drought is killing She said, yeah, for some, not for me though Look what I I guarantee if you weren't familiar with with uh, ICP culture at all, then you wouldn't even know this was an album put together by Psychopathic Records. You would think it was just some one offshoot of a random person doing an album, basically. But Legs Diamond, or as he's re- as his real name is, Richard Morell, he was a guitarist in a Detroit rock band in the 90s. And Mikey Clark, the DJ for ICP, introduced him to Violent J, and because he wanted Violent J to sign the rock, the rock uh, band Detroit Coop to his record la- to the, to the record label, they didn't want to because he thought the band sucked except for the guitarist who was Likes Diamond, and he worked with ICP throughout the late '90s, early 2000s on everything from Great Malenko up to Hell's Pit. Like he did, he did all the guitar work for all those CDs, and his band even did backing vocals for a couple of them. But then, in 2011, or I'm sorry, 2013, he finally Legs Diamond signed Psychopathic Records to release his own CD, and he made Violent J basically made a group of the Purple Gang, which was his brother Jump Steady, who was the one who does a lot of the rapping on the album, and it was also his. Uh, I guess he was married to her, I don't know, but it was his booty call, Sugar Slam, who was also in ICP Theater for a while with him. So, And basically put the two of them with uh, Legs Diamond and said, all right, make your CD. And holy shit, when this CD came out, I was like, I never heard of Legs Diamond. Who the fuck is this? 
So I like just listened to a couple tracks and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm buying this. Hell yeah. This is an amazing CD. And I personally I personally love this CD. I mean, it just it's a story, it's a theme CD, and the theme is really good. Like I like anything mafia related, so especially like old school mafia related. So I was going for it. Like, and the tracks are some of the tracks are fucking like bangers. Like I could listen to well, like ten of these tracks all the time if I had to. But so yeah, I it was the only thing I could really think that would match his that would match Mike's CD to a certain degree. I mean, that's that's basically what it is. That's the only thing I could think of to match his CD. If I had a more punk band, like my thought, Dropkick Murphys, I might went with them. But just saying. <laughs> but as yeah. our guest, Mike, what did you think of uh, Legs Diamond? But oh, I will say I'm I'm actually happy I picked the CD because I started playing Saints Row this last weekend, and I'm back running with the Purple Gang, the Saints. So it kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I I it's not it's not necessarily my my normal uh, wheelhouse. I will say I, I liked I thought it had some catchy uh, some catchy tracks on it. I can see where you see like a connection because I think there's a lot of like just like. Um, uh, shock value on this record and i think mccluskey does a lot of that as well right and and uh and and you know it's based on like a real mafia mafia figure right his name he's named after like um a guy from like the 30s or 20s or something when i looked it up yeah. um, um but you know it's like um to me it, it sort of reminded me a little bit of of sublime i guess like maybe a little bit uh, edgier version of that like it had like sort of the sort of sing-songy kind of stuff um that's not really quite rap and not really quite just like regular singing. Um, and yeah, I, I thought, I thought I had some, some catchy tracks. Like it's not my, my normal necessarily cup of tea or normal, normal bag, but you know, I could, I could, I could jam this record. I wasn't like, you know, I didn't, I didn't hate it or anything like that. It just, it just wasn't, uh, it didn't pop like the other two records for me personally, but, but, um, but yeah, I, I like some of the tracks. All right. So yeah. yeah. All right. Jesse. Overall? Overall feeling with it, Chancy. You may break out the old burn book and uh, commence <laughs> your review. Actually, I'm not going to burn you that bag, buddy. It, it I, I was mostly fucking around. It's really not that bad. Like I actually didn't. I did find all the tracks, all five of the tracks that I I was I wasn't able to pull up any honorables on it, but. I found five solid tracks that I enjoyed. And it wasn't what I expected it to be. Because when I first like looked at the cover and you were like, this is my choice, I was like, oh, fuck, what's he doing? Like, what, what's going on? Because like, I listened to a little bit of Mike's album for, like real quick first. And heard the opening to lightsaber, you know, cockstuck and whatnot. And uh, I was like, "What the fuck is Jeremy doing?" Like, I thought it was, I I thought it was like a scrum album kind of thing. And I'm like, "What in the fuck? Oh, this is gonna be the craziest Tuesday of all time." <laughs> and uh, I got to listening to it, and I was like, "Damn, this is actually." This is pretty good. It ain't it ain't terrible. It's pretty decent. But uh, yes, that I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna burn you, dude. Like I'll let you talk more shit about my album. I will kill you with kindness, sir. Yeah, hey, I, you ain't gonna be you ain't gonna be uh, killing me with kindness because I don't get enough in life to kill me. So, but it's that slow and me. steady. It's that slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, I, oh, you, you're too late then. My wife, my wife's already killed me that way. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, well, what, does that conclude your review, Sir Chancellor? Yes. All right. Well, I will give my top five plus five on five on mentions of for this CD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but this CD has like 14, 15 songs, and it's a banging fucking CD. Like, I just I took my dog to the fucking vet for a weigh-in today. She now weighs a heaping ninety-five pounds. I, I'm sorry, ninety-seven pounds. You gotta love a mastiff who's only ten months old. But yeah, she's gonna be a big girl. But 
my first album mention was Anarchy because I love that song. Like, I, but it's not top five material. It's just a good. It's a good like pump up song. And then my next one, which was my top five for a while, but I had to kick it down, was Feared and Respected. Because that has that mafia feel to it. That's all it is, that mafia feel. Like When I when this city first came out in like 2013, I fucking loved it. Like I used to blast this shit all around my town. But Then my next one I'll mention is Not In Real Life. Because Not In Real Life is like a depressing-ass song, but it has like a good ending. So it's like, I don't know. It fit my persona back then a lot. It still does to some degree. Which is followed by Eternity Mist, which I like anything that's about missed opportunities. And Eternity Mist is like a, such a good. Which, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that's the song where they he talks about the girl blowing him in the movies, and like he's like, she wanted extra butter. <laughs> that shit makes me die laughing. Actually, I'm, that was not in real life. That's not in real life. I think, but. Actually, I'm not sure, but but I do love Sugar Slam and uh like likes diamonds like duets and Eternity Mist, like it's a really good, almost like a, it reminds me of almost like a Western love song kind of. But and my last one I mentioned was Paradise Parade because that was like the Juggalo song on the CD was like Paradise Parade. It was like Homies or like Juggalo Island that Chancey heard a couple months ago on another CD, but. It's kind of like that song. So it had to be in the honorable mentions. My top five, though. Oof. These are the five songs that I can listen to all the time. And my number five is Top of the World. Because I love the freaking sound bite in the beginning. I forget what movie it's from. I'm pretty sure it's from Doctor S- Doctor Strange Love and the like the love of the nuclear bomb or some kind yeah. of shit like that. Yeah. How I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. That's 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 what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know I saw it, but I'm like, yeah. Peter Sellers, like you know, fucking Broncos, the nuclear bomb down to right. the end of it. Yeah, that's a that's a look at movie. me, mom, yeah. on top of the world. Yeah, and I mean, if you're gonna go out, I mean, fucking a man. And that's like a. I mean, it was a Stanley Kubrick movie. I think it's like his second or third. Movie. Yeah, one of his early ones, but. I've, I've always really yeah. liked that movie a lot. I've always thought it was one of his best best movies uh, that people don't really talk. Like people talk about like Clockwork Orange and uh, and you know Shining, yeah, and... Shining, and some of those. But people don't often mention that one, and it's a pretty cool movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I love Top of the World. It's a good song too. Like, I feel like it's actually a ripoff of a song from somewhere else. I feel like it's a cover because, like, the whole mention of uh, Crown of Thorns. Like I'm like I feel like it's a song from somebody else saying like I don't know I I could never find anything to prove that though but it just felt like that way but it was still a good song and it's a good end to the CD kind of but and of course number four had to be Mary Jane because that's just a damn good song about weed like <laughs> it's just a damn good weed song like I love the way they freaking like do all the names of the different strains like like with the beat though like it's perfect. And I want to smoke a lot of the ones they fucking mentioned. I don't know why. It's just the names that make me want to smoke it. But <coughs> and which of course it would have been higher too. I wanted to put Mary Jean higher but I couldn't. Mary Jean higher. Uh, that's funny. But number 3 was of course Tommy Gunn. Cause I love the I love that song. I love like the fucking way the beat is. I love the whole like when he does the Tommy Gun sound, like bit 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 like like the way he does it is just so fucking good. Like I don't know. I used to love blasting that when I was driving around back in like ten years ago. Number two was Cocaine Cowboys. Cause it's just it's naturally. A, it's a good, I mean, it's a Western song, and it's like a it's like a funny Western song, basically, which I love when rappers do like funny Western songs. So, which I'll be bringing some more of those on eventually, Chancy. Don't you worry. But, but yeah, Cocaine Cowboys. It's just like it's like a I don't know. I like songs that like boost you up, and that song boosts you up a lot. Just like Cocaine. Okay, yeah, I mean, I was gonna say song contents, friend. But then, 
number one is my has always been my favorite song on this fucking CD, and it is so fresh because right around the time they signed him, they signed a rapper who's been around since NWA times, like ICP, named Cold One Eighty Seven Um, and he he Cold One Eighty Seven Um was actually on um NWA's mixtape they did between their two their two CDs, so he's been around for a long fucking time, but. He's a he's a good he's a good rapper. He did one CD with ICP, like with their, with their label. He did one CD. Uh, I forget what the hell it's called, even, but it was about it was another theme CD about like him being a hitman, and like it was actually a good CD. I'll have to bring it on at some point, probably. But but so fresh, like with him on it, it's so good. And then DJ Clay actually did a remix a couple years later with uh, just. Cold One Eight Seven album with a different beat, like, and the remix is pretty good too. Like, I love, I love. I, he actually made it to like a marching band beat, almost like it's, it's kind of interesting. But, and So Fresh is always been my favorite song on this, because I mean, it remind it brought me back to like the Outcast uh, "I'm So Fresh" song from like early two thousands. So I mean, I like, I liked it, but that was my top five plus five. Mike, as a guest, you get to go next. Yeah, so um, so I, I didn't have necessarily an honorable mention as a track, but I did want to bring up that like the intro has Bushwick Bill in it, uh, who's in the Ghetto Boys, uh, which is a which is a rap group from Houston. Um, oh yeah, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, and I'm from Houston. Stars so, ain't uh, shit. Yeah, so uh, yeah, um. Yeah, Keep telling yourself that, Chancey. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> so that was that was cool. I like I like seeing that right off at the beginning of it. Um, my number five, I actually had Anarchy. I think that's probably just like punk rock background. Uh, yeah, you know, any, anything Anarchy. You know, that was uh, where I was at when I was a teenager. So uh, yeah, I like that. I like that one. It's got a kind of upbeat, uh, uh, you know, just kind of uh, nihilistic sort of feel to it. Um, number four, I had Not in Real Life. Um, I actually kind of I kind of liked that one because I thought that uh, you know a lot of this album is is sort of just I, I classify it as like sort of fun music. Like he's not he's not trying to like uh, make any high art. He's just trying to have some fun, right? And and do some you know fun tracks and a lot of funny stuff. But I thought not in real life had like a real message behind it, and and uh, and and that was something I just sort of connected to on on the record. Uh, uh, number three, I had Mary Jane. I also liked the sort of weed strain wordplay um one of them was called cat piss and then he has one named kurt cobain <laughs> which was so funny. um number two i had I, top oh go ahead go ahead sorry and i do i forgot to say but i do love that mary jane like he drove a delorean <laughs> like, yeah. like that that would make me laugh like back to the future fucking car but yeah, uh, number two, I had I had Top of the World again. I thought that was one of the ones that was sort of, uh, you know, about about coming up from the bottom. I think he mentions like getting out of prison in that song and stuff like that. And so um, another one that I thought was was uh, lyrically a little a little more than just like you know a fun track like a lot of them were. And then uh, and then my my number one was actually I like the title track. That's that's like the first real song on that Nine Pistolas. Uh, I just thought it had a real catchy sort of tune to it, and uh, mm. it's sort of like Mary Jane in that it's like he's except he's doing it with different kinds of guns. Uh, yeah, just I... like a, a sort of you know kind of gun feel to it. Um, yeah, and so those, those were those were those were my my top five. Yeah, That's yeah. Nine, Pistol- Nine pistols is a damn good song though. It is. I just it really it, is. It, it it couldn't make my it couldn't make my freaking list of ten like I wanted <laughs> it to, but it just couldn't. Like there's so many. I don't know. I just some of the, a lot of these songs are just like fucking. Some of them touch deep. Like some of the honorable mention ones, I wish I could have done higher, but I just couldn't. But all right, so chance a lot. What are your top five? So it's funny because like my top five has been entirely described by both of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number my number five is top uh, nine pistolas. Uh, number four is top of the world. Oh, actually, except for one. Number three. Made Man. Nobody brought I that love, one up. I love that song and I wanted to put it in my list, but I just I was trying not to put every song on my list and pull Jeremy, so I had to put right. the line somewhere. But I, I do love uh, Made Man. Number two is Mary Jane. 
And number one is honestly probably one of the greatest homages to a rapper ever of all time. And that's the fucking intro, Jeremy. Come on, you want to know it. better? I know. You want to know? I tried to no sell it when he brought it up. I was like, "Oh, don't, don't fucking flinch. Don't flinch. Don't sell it. Don't sell it. Don't sell it. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll just think that he brought it up, and that was no. all that it was." Motherfucker, I was listening to the intro leave my house today to go to the vet, and I'm like. It's gonna be chances number one. It's gonna be chances number one. <laughs> <laughs> I know that already. I already know that. Yeah, well, I, you know, Bushwick Bill actually, he's like, he actually like hangs out. So like, he goes to music festivals and bars and stuff in Houston. Oh, and I've had all sorts of friends run into him and end up in pictures with him on Facebook and stuff. And it's, it's uh it's funny. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, I thought Bushwick yeah. Bill was dead. He he might he might be. I don't know. He might be now. Um, I'm but pretty he, sure he he's is. Around. Yeah, yeah. I say I was. I'm pretty sure, but I should, I thought Bill died a while back. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he died see. back. In, he died back in June of 2019. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Wasn't well, that yeah. far, then? Yeah. Yeah. He. He had. He had cancer. He died of cancer. Poor guy. Yeah. Also, if you if you like the you know weed smoke and rap music, there's a guy on the same record label as Ghetto Boys named Devin the Dude. Uh, Who's who's pretty fun? He does a lot of like just you know, if you like the Mary Jane song, that's like he's he's got you know, all sorts of just <laughs> weed weed records on his albums, and he's kind of funny. He's like a he's like a, a rapper, but he's like doing like instead of doing like bling rap, he's like you know, I'm rolling car not stolen, probably never will be. It's much too old and kind of like you know stuff. But yeah, like so that was cool to see the Houston kind of connection there. But yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that was that was a that was a funny little little track I, I thought i had to mention this as well so yeah <laughs> i guess really have to check it out yeah i mean yeah uh, my definitely will have to but yeah. yeah i mean just i don't know like come on i don't know it, this was such an unusual cd to come from like icp's label like every all their other music sounds so similar that like this one was like what's this now yeah i mean I, I, yeah, I have to say, I hadn't like um, ICP is one of those groups. My friend's older brother was really into them. I listened to some of their stuff and I thought it was all right, but they was just never, never really my my thing or my wheelhouse. But I will say, like that, those guys, like uh, at first when they came out, they seemed like they're sort of really into the shock value in their younger career. But like, it's like I don't know, that Violent J dude seems like a pretty solid, uh, solid guy. Just everything you see on the news and stuff, you know, it's like. Uh, uh, sometimes I like want to like his records more than I feel like I, I naturally do. I don't mean to like insult you if that's your thing or anything, but like it's just not never really been in my wheelhouse. Maybe there are deeper cuts that I would like more than what I've what I've heard before. But but uh, but yeah, like he's he just seems like a solid guy. Like you know, going with his kid to the furry convention and like you know, taking I was the, say, the yeah. juggalos to go kick Nazis asses in Washington D.C. and you know shit like that. It's just like they're like uh, they seem pretty on the level. So. Uh, and I probably misjudged them when I was younger. So yeah, yeah. So opinions are like assholes. Yeah. Everybody has one. <laughs> and like that's literally what he said in the steps of the Capitol in Washington. Like that's gonna be your big tagline from your speech, Jay. Like opinions <laughs> are like assholes. Everybody has one. Like really. <laughs> like you just let all the juggalos down. Just saying. But but yeah, I didn't. I didn't think this sounded like anything that I. You know, I mean, I, I'm not. I don't have extensive. Eat yourself. You're painting yourself as that fucking stereotype. That's all you're doing. <laughs> yeah. But and just for anybody who wants to hear it before I bring it on the show eventually, Cold One Eighty Seven Um's um album he released for Psychopathic was called The Only Solution. And it's a story of him, uh, the psychopathic assassin, pursuing revenge against its uncle Black Swan, who murdered his father. Which is a very Assassin's Creed like storyline. So that's why I loved it. But isn't that Hamlet? Is it? I think so. I could be. I mean, I thought Hamlet was like against the father, not against the uncle. Now his his father died, and then he's re, he's revenging. I'm, I'm an English, yeah. I'm an English the, professor by trade, so. And then yeah. the uncle started fucking the mother, and then he yeah. fucking killed his uncle and his mother. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah but but right. he doesn't. He sort of he sort of like waits around. All the play, whole play is about like him just sort of like being this sniveling little sort of 
rich kid who <laughs> never had to work and now he's been charged to avenge his father's death and he keeps making excuses not to do it and then when he finally does it's like it's really disastrous he stabs the wrong person and then just sort of sets off a chain reaction and by the end of it like everybody has killed everyone so you know it's like just, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it's, it's shakespeare so it's you know it's like uh not always the easiest read but like you know he has a lot of stuff that you can like if you can get through the sort of uh you know the 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 uh the English he's using, the, the sort of archaic English, like it's, it's you know, he's got some, that, that, that one in particular has some pretty funny moments, especially just sort of a lot of it's just, it just seems like him bagging on sort of like, you know, sons of, you know, kings and stuff. So yeah, yeah, so. But yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a good CD. I'll bring it on eventually. I got to find, we have a lot, we have a lot of different uh, guests coming up in the future because we started using Podmatch to find, or I started using Podmatch to find guests for this show. Because if you're going to bring guests on, why not get paid for it once in a while? And actually, next week, Chauncey, we are going to be doing our Albums That Heal episode. Okay. So I will find out our guest, Diana's album. And then uh, we could match it as best we can with our Albums That Heal as well, which I got to try not to go dark half. But... (laughs) But... Yeah, I'll find I'll find an album that heals. But Mike, well, thank you for being on. It's been a fun show to do. I've had a great time with you, and yeah. got, to, got to learn got to learn some new music, which is the yeah. show. Yeah. But first things first, tell the people about your book and about your band, and and where they can find all your book and your band if they want to read yeah. or listen to it. So, um, so, so the, uh, the book is, is called Judgment Day and Other White Lies. Uh, it's, it's a short story collection. It's based, it's from Madville Publishing, which is a, um, a sort of small literary press out of, uh, out of, well, they're, they're based out of Madison or they were originally based out of Madisonville, Texas, hence the Madville name. It's M-A-D-V-I-L-L-E. Um, but it's, but it's, it's now located sort of right outside of Denton. Um, Texas and and uh, yeah, it's a it's a short story collection. Um, it's sort of borrowing themes from Greek myth, but telling them in contemporary settings. So, like I have like a graffiti writer named Percy that spray painting Deuce heads on uh, a wall, and and sort of people are becoming frozen by these uh, Medusa portraits. Um, and 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 I just started a new band. We don't we don't really have a whole lot to hype yet, but we're called Big Fan. Uh, and, and, you know, based out of Houston, Texas, mostly sort of local regional sort of thing. But, uh, but I think the music is, is pretty cool and, and just kind of be on the lookout for us. Um, um, you know, if you're into, we sort of have a sort of, uh, uh, indie rock kind of vibe, actually not that far off sort of from what this McCluskey record is, is doing. So, um, sort of noisy indie rock in the Pixies or, or Husker Du or that kind of wheelhouse. So, um, yeah, so, so that's, that's my stuff. Um, you can find me at MikeHillBigWriter.com. Um, and the, and the book Matt is, is based out of madvillepublishing.com. So you can, um, you can go there to order book, their books online. So yeah, that's all. All right. Well, be sure to check out for that stuff for our listeners. And I will have to definitely give your book a chance because I like me some short stories and uh, the title of it intrigued me right away. I'm like, what's that now? But I'm like, is this, a, is this like a conspiracy book? Like, can I get behind that? But Search Hans a lot. Where can they find you in the multitude of places they can find you? Oh, apparently I can be found everywhere. Uh, the Book of Faces under my name. Uh, Instagram and uh, TikTok under the Red Eye Roundtable. The uh, Twitter under Red Eye Table. Uh, this glorious podcast the Bracket Bastards podcast. Uh, basically anywhere I can kind of creep into the dark recesses of the subconscious mind. That is where I reside. <laughs> yes. Chauncey the Creeper. But you can, of course, find us on Facebook as Paranormal Than Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings Podcast with the S Facebook group. You can find us on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. 
You can find us on TikTok as at Juggalo Bachelor Podcast. And be sure to check out on TikTok our new ever-growing sh- clips we do that are gaining popularity. And you can also find us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings. Yeah. The, St- the Stevie Wonder Bracket will be releasing tomorrow on YouTube and Spotify. And Good Pods and everywhere else you catch your podcasts at. Be sure to catch us next week for a special themed episode of albums that have helped us heal in the past. So, uh, Chancy, be prepared for more scum. But (laughs) (laughs) all right, I'll prep. I'll start preparing myself. (laughs) Get your Hellraiser kit ready. But but yeah, no, I wouldn't do that to the guest. (laughs) They're not cute. But we will catch you all next week, and we thank our guest Mike for coming on because it's been a freaking pleasure to have you on, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I enjoyed talking to you. For sure. We'll definitely have to have you on back on again at some point. All right. But catch us next week, listeners. Mary Jane, sweet Mary Jane. The first time I seen her, she was standing out front of the wash.
elsewhere, but it ain't the same.